Good evening, church. It's good to see you. Um, for those of you that don't receive our emails or are not connected to the men's and women's ministry or by social media, this week I announced that two weeks ago I was diagnosed with colorectal cancer. And um, in a strange turn of events, we had scheduled for tonight's message to be on joy. So that's what we're going to do, okay? <laughs> that's what we're going to do. That was the plan, and we're sticking with it, because God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen? But yes, so we're in a little bit of a journey, and I know that you're wanting to probably hear from us, and at the end of the service, we're going to spend some time in prayer, um, if you will. If you could stay towards the end, then I think after service, we're going to spend some time in prayer over me. Um, this week is an important week. I have some tests coming up, but um, I just want you to know that I'm here with you right now. And I'm so present, and God is so present with us. And if you will just open up your hearts, he's going to speak something special to you. I don't have a lot planned, um, because I couldn't think straight tonight. <laughs> but here's the thing. What he does have planned to say through me, he wants to say it to you. He wants you to hear it. And what's cool is that he knows exactly what you need. He knows exactly what you need. And he knows exactly what you need. And he knows exactly what you need. And there's going to be something here tonight, whether it's a song or a scripture or something said, that um, is going to hit you right here. And I just ask that you would receive it. Receive it. Hope has a name. Emmanuel. That is going to be the name of our series these next couple of weeks. We're so excited about the series. Like I said, this has been in the works for a few months, long before the news came to us from our healthcare providers. But this series has been in our, on my heart for some time. And the song that you just heard has been on my mind since last Christmas. And so last Christmas, when this album came out, by passion, if you are on any type of streaming services, you might want to grab that album. It's actually called Hope Has a Name, is the album, by passion worship. Anyway, when this came out, um, we were all very sick with COVID. And that song was a great anthem for us. And there's another song that um, myself and some of my warrior sisters are going to sing with me here at the end of the service, um, also was on that album. So I've been wanting to do this series, this name, Hope Has a Name Emmanuel, since last Christmas, and now it's time. And isn't it interesting how life can be? Isn't it interesting how life can be? I know his name. His name is Jesus. His name is Jesus. Do you know? He really is a friend that sticks closer than a brother. Everything he has said in, his, in the word, in the gospels, he does it. He's so near, he's so dear. He's so kind and he's so strong. And he does fill us to thirst no more. He really does. Do you know him? His name is Jesus. The passage of scripture we're going to use for this entire series comes from Matthew 1, 21, specifically 21 right now. And they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. Early in Matthew, we hear that Joseph is having a dream. So Joseph is planning to be married to Mary, who becomes the mother of Jesus, right? Joseph has a dream. He's been in distress over the situation that Mary is pregnant and they have not yet been together because they're not quite married yet. 
and he has been in distress, and he was putting together a plan to get away from her, to, it says divorce her, but to break up with her, kind of quietly, so that people wouldn't think that they had been inappropriate. And an angel visits Joseph, such a gracious God, to visit Joseph and tell him the same thing. And earlier in the scriptures, he says that she will have a son and they will name him Jesus. And then later, and he has come to save us from our sins. And then later it says, and they will call him Emmanuel. You see, his name is Jesus, but who he is, is God with us. He is Emmanuel. Hope has a name and his name is Jesus. What is he? God with us. We will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. We're going to go there in just a few minutes. But these next couple of weeks, we're going to focus on joy and peace. And so joy tonight and peace next week. My husband will be preaching next week on Prince of Peace, so be praying for him because you know what that means. All week, there's going to be all kinds of anxiety trying to come in. I mean, let's just keep it real, right? Church, right? And so all week, he's going to be hounded with reasons not to feel peaceful. But we're going to just pray for him, aren't we? Yeah, I know you already are, but keep it, keep it up, keep it up. And so this passage of scripture really grabbed us this week from Romans 15, 13. Look at this with me. Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you believe, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Let's look at that again. Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you believe. Some of the translations will say as you trust in him or as you dwell in him or as you hope in him, depending on the, the version that you use, you may see one of those words. But now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you believe so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Aren't we thankful for the word of God? It's so good. So tonight, joy. And you're thinking, so how? How are you going to preach on joy? How, you know, how? Well, here's the deal. Think about joy is it comes from, um, this shoe is bothering me, so I'm about to just take it off, okay? I've preached barefooted a few times, but um, usually it's because my feet are sweating. But tonight, the shoe is trying to break, and so forget that. Okay. We're on holy ground, right? Come on, healing. All right. So how? How? Joy, how? Well, here's the thing. You see, joy does not come from where our okayness comes from. How are you doing? I'm doing okay. I'm, or I'm having a good day, so I'm happy. I feel good. All those things typically are connected to our circumstances or how we feel, if you will. But you see, joy comes from a different place. Happiness often comes from our circumstances, the things that surround us, and it's as response to those things, right? I'm happy because things are going well. I'm happy because, right? Or am I in a happy place? We say, we say that a lot. I'm in my happy place. So my happiness is contingent on what's going on around me or what I'm allowing to happen. I'm responding to those things. But you see, joy comes from within. Joy comes from a different place. Joy begins in the soul. 
Listen to this passage. James 1, 2 through 3. Consider it a great joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you experience various trials, because you know that the testing of your faith produces endurance. Now, look at that. This feels like an oxymoron, does it not? Consider it great joy when you experience various trials, because you know that the testing of your faith produces endurance. Who has ever been in a crisis of faith? Raise your hand. Every hand, unless you just haven't gone there yet. And we're praying you do tonight. So you know that the testing of your faith is hard stuff. Ask him. But it says consider great joy. You see, that's because joy doesn't come from what's going on. It comes from a different place. It comes from this solid pillar, this spine, if you will, that's not of our flesh, but of the Savior that doesn't change, that is the same yesterday and forever, and it will be the same today and forever in us and through us and around us. And so our joy is not contingent on what's going on. Praise the Lord. And so I can consider it great joy. And I'm going to tell you this right now. And I'm going to be crying, so don't worry. You cry with me. But when all of this started with us, I said, as long as I get closer to the Lord, as long, this is not coming to take me away from him, enemy. So you shut up, devil. Because this is going to push me closer to him. And you know what I hope? I hope it pushes you closer to him, too. And so you see, that's how that works. Do I want this cancer? No. But when I get closer to the Lord, and when I step into Him, and I feel His blood running through my veins, come on, it brings me joy. And it takes my mind to places that are earthly, and I like that. And so we see joy is coming from a different place. Do you know that joy? Listen to me. If you know Jesus, then you can know that joy. If you are struggling with joy, press in to Jesus. Remind yourself that he lives deep in your soul and everything about him can rise up in you and bring you joy no matter what. It doesn't mean there aren't hard days. It doesn't mean we don't cry. It doesn't mean we don't want these trials to end, right? I'm like, well, I didn't realize I needed to grow my faith some more this much. Okay, Lord? But here's the deal. If we're going to do this, then let it take me closer to you. Amen. If we're going to do this, then let me see you in it. Let me find you in it. Let my people see you in it. Let my people, no doubt, say, that is God. When we were thinking about planting this church, resurrecting this church, just a few short years ago, one of the things we knew that we knew that we knew was that we didn't want to do this unless it was God that did it. Unless he was building his church and that we could say, that was God. I'm going to tell you just a couple things that I know right now that are God. A friend of mine is here tonight. Lisa, sorry to make you be called out. You're there crying your face off. I'm sorry. Here's the thing. My girl Lisa's here. I can't tell you the story behind all of that, 
but not too long ago, she wasn't close to being somewhere like this. That was God. That was God. She met Allie Deems on Facebook. Allie posted about women's group. Lisa showed up. That's guts, girl. You know who's got the most guts? Jesus. Jesus was calling you, drawing you to himself. And she's here, and she's standing with me, and I'm thankful for that. But she's here, and I say, that's God. That's God. And there's a couple other things in the room I could talk about, a couple other people in the room that I could specifically say. But one of them is my friend Christy. Christy Sturgill. I mean, she's here. She moved here from Ohio. And not too long ago, she decided, you know what? This God thing, we're doing this. Amen. I'm doing this, and I mean it. And she is digging her heels into the Word, and she is digging her soul into the Lord. And I want you to know, when I look at you, I say, that's God. I'm you. And when we look at you, whether it's a Tuesday night or a Wednesday night or a Saturday night, and we see you coming in and you loving being here and wanting to be here, we know this is God. See, joy comes from a place where we know that no matter what, he's got us. And as long as his thumbprint is on it, at the end of the day, we can say, that was God. Joy comes from a different place, friends. And so we can stand in the storms. We can stand in the unknowns. They're hard. But it doesn't change the truth of who I am. And it doesn't change the truth of whose I am. Right. Cancer doesn't change that. When we place our being in the Lord Almighty, it's unchanging. When we place our being in the Lord Almighty, it's unchanging. And circumstances will change. But he doesn't. And the fact that I am his doesn't change either. I'm not out of his sight, and he's not out of mine. I'm looking for him everywhere. You better believe it. So what is the biblical definition of joy? I have it for you here. The biblical definition of joy says that joy is a feeling of good pleasure and happiness that is dependent on who Jesus is, rather on who we are or what is happening around us. Next slide. Joy comes from the Holy Spirit abiding in God's presence and from hope in his word. When you find yourself in circumstances that want to bring up despair, it is time to press into the spirit and get into the presence of God and into his word and find that hope and that joy. I'm going to tell you this. Um, we knew that something was wrong with my body sometime ago, a couple months ago. And so we started doing the work to find out what was wrong with my body. I'm going to tell you this right now. The one promise that has been clear to me is that he is with me. That's the one thing I can tell you is true that hasn't changed. His presence is so palpable at times. He is with me. And so we can laugh. We may, we've said the word crap a lot. My dad does not like that word. Amen. 
We've said the word crap because we're like, that's crap, you know? And then we laugh because it's colon cancer, right? Listen, you gotta laugh. But his presence is so clear and his presence is so near and it lightens our load. It really, really does. And so we can laugh, we can have hope, we can have joy, and we can have peace when we press in. Earlier today, I was having a great day, and then all of a sudden, I wasn't. And I just started calling on the Spirit to just meet me, find me, carry me. And I knew the enemy was trying to distract me for tonight. But the Spirit carried me through worship and is, and is here with me right now. And I feel so thankful to be up here looking at you and talking to you. I have joy. And only God can do that. But abiding in his presence and hope in his word. We see in his word that hope comes from a different place. That hope has a name. That joy comes from a different place. Joy has a name. And next week you'll find peace comes from a different place. Peace has a name. His name is Jesus. We call him Emmanuel. God with us. You see, joy comes from a place that is not something we can muster. That is not something a doctor can give me. The doctor cannot write me a script for joy. And your messages are amazing, but my joy comes from the fact that I know whose I am and that he's got me. And that he's got me. Let's look at Luke 2.10 together. The shepherds were in the fields the night that Jesus was born. And, and I don't know if you know this, but a little history lesson. The year Jesus was born, around that time, I've told you this before, but if you, you weren't here, that was one of the most recorded as one of the most violent years in history. They actually call it the bloodiest year of history. So violent. The leadership at that time, they were just killing left and right. There was a transition of leadership happening soon, and people wanted that position, and they thought the way to kind of gain favor and gain recognition was to murder and get rid of certain people of certain sectors, and so there was just this violence, and the world was literally moaning and groaning, and that sector of the earth was just a mess. And so the night that Jesus was born, the shepherds are in the fields, and a heavenly host of angels, it says, comes on the sea and lights up the sky. And the shepherds look up and they're afraid, it says. They're terrified. Well, imagine they're a little on edge. They're living in a time, in a season, in a land where things are just a mess. But this is what happens. The heavenly hosts say to the shepherds, don't be afraid. For look, I proclaim to you good news of great joy. That will be for all the people. This promise comes as the Savior, who is Christ the Lord. You see, here they stand in the middle of the bloodiest year in history. This crazy, glowing thing happens in the sky. They're a little on edge because things are just a little messy right now. And they're told, we have good news of great joy that will be for all the people. You see, Jesus didn't come just to calm that land. He came to save every single soul that would turn to him. And the shepherds in their fields heard this and they believed. How many times have you heard about Jesus? Jesus. 
And we let our circumstances be the reason we don't believe sometimes. The shepherds were sitting amongst the nastiest, bloodiest, scariest year of their lives. And they believed it. How many times do you have to be told? It's good news. That brings great joy. His name is Jesus. He's the savior of the world. You see, a lot of times, we let the things that are happening around us determine the level of our faith and the level of our hope and the level of our joy. But here they were in the midst of things that make you jump and they believed it. And they went to where the babe was wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger and they saw him and they knew. And I don't know about you, but the announcement of Jesus' birth 2,000 years ago still brings me hope, still brings me joy, because I know that on that silent night, on that holy night, there was so much purpose in him coming to earth that no matter what my circumstances will be, no matter what they were, no matter what they will be, and no matter what they are, that he came to set me free, even amongst the mess. And listen to me. I believe him. I believe him. And I don't know what that's going to do for my health, but I know what it does for my soul. Amen. I know what it does for my confidence. I know what it does. It gets me up on the stage to talk to you tonight. I know what it does for my strength. I know what it does for my mind. I know what it does with my heart. I believe him. That he is the good news. That brings great joy. You see, joy has a name. His name is Jesus. He was born in a lowly manger more than 2,000 years ago. But not only does joy has a name, joy has a story. A couple weeks ago, I stood over here and I told you that this is how I fight my battles. I knew that night that I had cancer. You didn't. I did. We weren't quite ready to tell people. This is still how I fight my battles. Because you see, joy has a story. From the manger, to the cross, to the empty grave. You see, here's a story of grace with us on earth. God with us on earth. Love with us on earth. Joy with us on earth. Mercy on earth with us. When God sent his son, he sent all that he is to be here with us. You see, I don't know if you believe this or not, but listen to me. His love isn't stored up, locked away, unavailable. When he sent Jesus, he said, I make myself available for you. I'm going to come to you because you can't get here. And so he sent his son in a manger. He said, here, here's my love. Here's my life. Here's my grace. Here's my mercy. Here's my hope. Here's my joy. Here's my peace on earth for you, for me. You see, joy has a name. His name is Jesus. And we call him Emmanuel, God with us. 
keep telling us that he loves us, he has plans for us, he sent his son to show us. If you think it's not available for you, you're wrong. Someone's lied to you. Who told you that? <laughs> That's one of the questions we ask in our women's group. Who told you that? If you think that God's love is not available to you, someone has lied to you. When Jesus was born in a manger, he said, here, I want to show you just how much I mean this. I'm going to send my son to walk the earth with you, for you, with you, in it. He's going to get in the trenches with you because I want my love to be so available. I want to come to you, my peace with you, my mercy with you, my joy with you. And then Jesus lives. And we know a lot of his story. This isn't about his life story right now so much. We know a lot of the story. We talk about it a lot here. But when he died, death on a cross. Listen to me. The strength it took to stay there for us. When it gets really hard, trust me, he's hanging in there with us. The very strength it took to stay on the cross. He could have come down. He could have called angels to put him down. But he said, no, I'm giving up my life for them. He gave up his life for us. The strength it took. The dedication to God's plan that it took to die a death on a cross. You see, joy has a story from the manger to the cross. And that strength is in you no matter what you're going through. And he did, he died. And he settled it once and for all. He was the sacrificial lamb right there. He settled it. So that if we would just believe, we'd be set free. But it doesn't end there. You see, Joy has another part of the story. Three days later, death didn't win. Death couldn't win. He defeated the grave. And when he rose again at first, people were like, what's going on? But then when he proved who he was, even to the doubters, he showed his scars in his hand to prove that he was Jesus, the risen Savior. It became this rejoicing. He's alive! He's alive! He's alive! You see, joy has a story from the manger to the empty grave, my friends. And it's all about Jesus. From God with us to a strength to overcome to not even death can hold him. Joy has a story. And your joy has a story. You want to know what it is? The same one. These little images you see are called elements on a website called Canva. Okay? These are elements. That's a manger. That's a cross. That's actually a cave, but it looked like an empty grave. But listen, these are called elements. Your joy story is the exact same. Because your joy, remember, has a name. His name is Jesus. We call him Emmanuel. So your joy has the same story. Your joy is not your birthday and your this and your that. The day you come to know Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, your joy is now major cross empty grave. You see, your joy 
is his story. Because your joy comes from a different place. There are going to be things in your life that are going to make you dance because you're so happy. But that's not your joy. I said, Lord, give me something clever to say. He didn't. But this is what I came up with. Your joy, Jesus only, y'all. <laughs> Jesus only, y'all. Your joy has a story. It's not you. It's not yours. It's not your life. It's not your circumstances. Your joy are the same three elements. Put them back up there. Your joy are the same three elements. Manger, cross, empty grave. Jesus is the reason I can jump up here and throw my shoes off and have fun with y'all. Jesus. 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 Your joy has the same story. Jesus is the center, the reason, the very elements of our joy. So whatever season you find yourself in, whatever season I find myself in, the joy of the Lord is my strength. If I have some friends that are going to sing with me, they'll come on up and get ready. Something that brings me a lot of joy, besides all of my salvation and all of you guys, I kind of said it when I was talking about the manger. And how that manger is a reminder of his love with us, his mercy with us, his power with us. But something that really brings me great joy is to know that his grace, his grace is with me. You see, we think about his grace just being the salvation story. But he's very gracious, y'all. He gives us exactly what we need when we need it. That faithfulness, it's laced with his grace. That comfort, grace. That presence in the hard, grace. That's his grace. And when I look back on my life and I see that his grace has been so thick and he has been so good and he has sustained and he has strengthened and he's given me everything I needed to move towards the victory all through my life and he's going to do it again. His grace has been with me all the way through. I don't know if you've taken time to stare at his grace, sometimes, a lot of times, we, we stare at our wrongs, or we stare at our issues, or we stare at what's keeping us from experiencing him, or keeping us from jumping into the fold with him. Sometimes we don't let ourselves really believe we deserve his grace. But if you would just take a second and recognize the grace of God has been with you all along. That promotion, you worked hard for it, but I'm going to give it to his grace. That rest, you were tired, 
going to give it to his grace. That faithfulness is grace. Everything we need, when we need it, is grace. I don't know how this week is going to unfold, but I can promise you this. His grace will be with us. In it all. I'm hoping I'm coming up here next week dancing. I'm hoping. But here's what I know. If we come up here and we have different news, the grace of God with us. If we come up here and dance, the grace of God with us. So we live with joy and we live with expectation, knowing that our hope has a story. Our joy has a story. From manger to cross to empty grave. Our hope has a name, and our joy has a name. His name is Jesus, and we call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. Listen to these words of the song. Joy and hope and
from the beginning of creation, your plan was to be one with us. We thank you that you made way after way after way to be one with us. And we thank you that you decided that Jesus was the way that we could know him and believe in him and call on him and be saved and have the hope of oneness with you forever. Only you, God. Only you. Thank you for seeing us and knowing what we need. Thank you for loving us and giving us all that we need. Lord, your grace is sufficient for me. And we thank you, Lord, that our joy is not contingent on what's going on around me or maybe what's even going on inside of me. But Lord, we thank you that our joy stems from a deep belief that you are God and that Jesus is your son and that from the manger to the cross to the grave that is empty, that that's our story. We thank you, Lord, for the hope that fills us this time of year. And Lord, we thank you for the joy that comes with it. You are good. You are God. And you are our living hope. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Church, remain standing. During this next song.